Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, and welcome to Farm Talk. I'm Barry O'Mahony. Farmers took to the streets this week, warning that their margins from selling food to retailers have become dangerously low. The debate on fertiliser prices moved to the floor of the Dáil as the government comes under pressure to help. We look at the legal situation around burning land after the last day of February. Rural crime has been dominating the news in recent weeks and Gandhi have issued advice on staying safe. And John O'Connor has more on the stories making the agri-news this week. Farm Talk on C103. The upskilling of agricultural advisors in organic farming has been announced. The Minister for Land Use and Biodiversity, Senator Pippa Hackett, has launched a major investment by her department in upskilling Agricultural Consultant Association advisors, ACA advisors, in organic farming. Minister Hackett said a training programme is being undertaken this spring by farm advisors, which will ensure nationwide advisory support is in place for those farmers who are interested in joining the organic farming scheme. Minister Hackett pointed out that advisory support is the key to ensuring that farmers would have the confidence to take the next natural step for many of them and become organic farmers. Research has shown that farmers trust agricultural advisors and this training would ensure farmers would have access to support from those advisors they have a strong working relationship with and who have a good understanding of their farming systems. Minister Hackett pointed out the investment would provide on-farm as well as classroom training for advisors, demonstration walks for farmers and an unprecedented level of expertise and advice at local level for interested farmers. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. A recent Tiagas report revealed that the tillage industry underpins Ireland's agri-food enterprises through the provision of high-quality feed material for processing, with the sector being the most carbon-efficient within Irish agriculture. While the expansive role the cropping sector can play in supporting sustainable food production is clear, the sector faces legislative, environmental and land-use challenges that are undermining its economic sustainability. In response, continued innovation and investment in crop improvement and knowledge transfer strategies is essential to improve the resilience of the sector and exploit significant opportunities that exist to add value for the primary producer in response to consumer preferences for increased provenance and authenticity. The Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConnell, gave us an insight into his thoughts on the tillage sector in his address to the recent Tillage Conference. I'm a huge fan of the tillage sector 
And I want to see it thrive and grow, especially over the lifetime of the next common agricultural policy. 2021 was a solid year for tillage farmers, with the value of the tillage sector in 2021 exceeding 730 million at farm gate prices. And that's something that can't be forgotten. And I'm committed to supporting this very important sector of Irish agriculture. I'm pleased to see that the cereal area has begun to stabilize in recent years, following several years of decline and indeed the overall cereal area in 2021 was almost 274,000 hectares, representing an increase of 3% in the cereal area in 21. One of the objectives of the Food Vision 2030 strategy is to retain the area under tillage with an ambition to increase the area grown to crops, and I will support the industry to achieve this target. I'm optimistic that 2022 will be another good year for the sector, and I'm pleased to see the estimated area sown to the higher yielding winter crops has been maintained and increased for some crops and these crops by and large have come through the winter well and look to have good potential at this stage but obviously as we all know there is some way to go to harvest the current market price of crops grown for this harvest coming is forecast to remain solid thankfully having said that i'm acutely aware of the challenges tillage farmers will face this year the immediate challenge for tillage farmers in 2022 is the pressure and input costs, in particular fertilizer, something I've consistently raised at EU Council meetings. It is important that we look to manage the cost of production and mitigate the impact. I have tasked Chuggles to work with all sectors and I'm glad to have just launched the Chuggles Soils, Nutrients and Fertilizer Campaign 2022 to assist farmers make informed decisions and choices as to how they manage their current crop nutrient requirements for this year. I recognize how important research is and how it can contribute to higher yields, better quality crops, reduce disease and more efficient farming practices. As we all know, climate change is coming more to the forefront and will affect us all. From a climate change perspective, tillage farmers are viewed very positively. It is well recognized that the tillage sector has the lowest greenhouse gas and ammonia profile of any sector in Irish agriculture and is considered well-placed to take advantage of its low emission profile in the time ahead. The next cap will contain several support schemes that will specifically target tillage farmers. These include the strong corporation measure and the protein A scheme. Another scheme my department administers is the tillage capital investment scheme under TAMS. There has been a significant level of interest in investments under this measure in TAMS too. And to date, my department paid out in excess of 27 million euro to over 1,500 tillage farmers under the Tillage Capital Investment Scheme. This represents a significant level of investment in the sector by my department. The Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConnell. Well, Adrian O'Callaghan, Tagus Dairy Advisor in Mallow, is with us on the programme this week. First, Adrian has news of an upcoming event. It's the Cork West region are holding um, a lambing workshop on, on the 28th of February at 4pm by kind permission uh, on the farm of Jory Daly, Drumlock East, Bantry, County Cork. I suppose the topics that they're going to cover, lamb, mortality, nutrition, and hygiene. I suppose we'd like to stress that booking is essential. Book in at Chagaskibreen on 028 21888. €180,000 is still available for food waste reduction projects. The Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConlogue, has reminded listeners. Total funding available is as follows €180,000 
for proposals relating to the promotion and or development of innovative food waste reduction projects which are designed to reduce food waste generated in rural areas. The maximum amount which would be paid to any one single project would be €60,000, excluding VAT. Funding will be awarded on a competitive basis. Minister McConlogue said, Food waste is one of our great challenges in our generation. Tackled effectively, it can play a major role in our efforts to combat climate change. Minister McConlogue pointed out that Ireland generates over a million tonnes of food waste each year. And, he said, we need to change this. As we are all acutely aware, post-COP26, time is not on our side in the global fight against climate change. Recent research has found that reducing food waste is now recognised as the number one most effective solution for reversing global warming from a list of 100 solutions. The call for proposals relates to the provision of services for the support of food waste reduction projects which are designed to reduce food waste generated by food businesses, by retailers, wholesalers, manufacturers or suppliers in rural areas. The deadline for submission of applications is 8th of April 2022. Minister McConlogue pointed out that while helping to address the food waste issue, this call for proposals will also help to address the Rural Innovation and Development Fund's overall objective to energise the rural community and the rural economy by encouraging innovative job creation and sustainable enterprise development. In this current climate, it's more important than ever that we would support and promote these important initiatives. Further information available on the following website, lowercase gov.ie hyphen food waste capital F capital W reduction scheme capital R capital S or www.gov.ie. Closing date for a seat of applications is 12 noon on 8th of April 2022. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Farm Talk on C103. The 2022 BPS Basic Payment Scheme has opened for applications. Over coming days, farmers will be receiving a BPS information pack in the post containing their maps and land details for 2022. The pack will also include a useful help sheet. This information will assist farmers and their advisors to make their online application. The closing date for BPS applications in 2022 is Monday 16th of May 2022. Farmers and advisors are urged to avail of the early opening of the application process now rather than waiting until nearer to the closing date. Farmers can apply for all elements of direct payments, BPS, Greening, Young Farmer Scheme, Protein Aid, National Reserve and Transferring of Entitlements online. The Department of Agriculture say this helps to ensure the department can process all applications under these schemes as efficiently as possible. Farmers are reminded to check they have currently applied for the Areas of Natural Constraint Scheme, ANC, if applicable. Annual payment claims for the Strong Corporation Measure, Green Low Carbon Agri-Environment Scheme, GLOSS, and the Organic Farming Scheme can also be made online. All farmers will be notified in coming weeks of the current value of their payment entitlements through agfood.ie. Should farmers wish to contact the department in relation to online applications, they can do so by phone at the following numbers 
That's 049-436-8288. That's in relation to queries on registering for www.agfood.ie, all lowercase. For example, queries on lost passwords, how to register, etc. The other phone number is 57 867 in relation to queries on completing the BPS application forms once registered on www.agfood.ie or to request a paper copy of the terms and conditions. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. A protest led by IFA President Tim Cullinan took place at Dunstores in Bishopstown Shopping Centre last Monday morning. Farmers had warned their margins from selling food to retailers have become dangerously low. Irish Farmers Association has been meeting with supermarket management recently, calling for higher prices. Farm producers are being hit hard with the rising costs of energy and animal feed. C103 News reporter Mairead Tuhig went along to the protest at Dunn's in Bishopstown Court and spoke to Tim Cullinan, IFA president, about the issues. Look, you can see the frustration yourself with pig and poultry farmers in particular down here and uh, they're very concerned because we're dealing with massive increases in the price of feed, fertiliser and energy and we have to get a price increase in the produce from retailers to come back down along the food supply chain and keep our farmers in business. You know, we're seeing it already that a number of farmers are considering closing down, going out of business because they're losing substantial amounts of money at the moment and that's why we're down here in court today. And it's frightening to hear that, that you're saying some farmers are thinking of shutting up shop and it's a fear for the future of Irish farmers. Of course it is. Look, I've seen it. I've had phone calls directly from farmers myself and they're telling me they just cannot sustain the, the costs they're incurring at the moment. We've seen it in the horticulture sector. One larger uh, grower in North County Dublin just shut up shop in, in recent weeks and you know, I'm getting it from poultry farmers and pig farmers and you know, we have to get out here and we have to fight our case to ensure and you know, as I said at the start it's going back to if Irish consumers want to be able to go in and pick up an Irish chicken or an, an Irish packet of rashers or, or, or vegetables whatever well then you know, there has to go, there's going to have to be a price increase along the supply chain. Roy Galley, IFA Pig Chair, gave Farm Talk this update on the situation in the sector. It is very serious. I was talking to uh, some of my Chagask friends this morning and the average pig farmer stands to lose close to half a million pounds between the 12 months from last September to this August. Now, we projected forward to this, this August, if you like. So that's 12-month period to lose £500,000 per farmer and that's the average pig farm. Uh, nationally, we stand to lose £128 million if this industry carries on in the same way as we are because the costs that are incurred on, on pig farms today for our feed have gone through the roof. And I know there's lots of talk at the moment about food, um, food inflation and we're at the start of that. So we're bearing this huge brunt of the cost at our end of it um, which actually is leaving us unsustainable because the price we get for our pigs is not paying for even the food that we can feed them. So therefore there's no money left over for wages, for electricity, for insurance and for all the other costs that need to go into running a pig farm. And that is an unsustainable position. So we're here. There's two different places we can to try to recoup some of that money from. Uh, at the moment, one of them is government and we're working with them to see if there's some aid and it's going to be, need to be substantial aid coming from the government to help us out of this crisis. And then the second place, of course, is go to the marketplace. 
Uh, but of course, we're, we're up against the whole food inflation uh, argument as well. And unfortunately, this is a reality of the, of, the, of the life that's living at the moment in 2022. And the fear there is that it's driving people out of farming and that it's not sustainable for the future. And, and that must be a fear that you have. That is the saddest bit of the whole lot, because I have two children and neither of them want to farm. There are lots of farmers I know who don't have children who do want to farm or don't want to farm. But there are a number and there's quite a cohort of young pig farmers who do want to farm. And it is our responsibility as our generation to make sure that they have a viable industry for which to produce and continue in business. Because after all, we do need food. Everybody needs to eat. Everybody loves their Irish breakfast. And it's our responsibility to feed our pigs and to make sure they go to market and that everybody can have an Irish pig. And that's why we're really encouraging people when they go shopping to choose and look for the Borbia Quality Assurance label because that way you will guarantee that you're getting an Irish pig on your plate. Roy Galley, National IFA Pig Chair and the IFA President Tim Cullinan speaking to C103 News reporter Murray Tuhig. Well, the debate on fertiliser prices moved to the Dáil this week as the independent group questioned the Minister of State, Pippa Hackett, Deputies Danny Healy-Ray, Matty McGrath and Cork Southwest TD Michael Collins had strong words for the Minister. Farmers are on the cusp of losing farms, Minister, uh, due to the financially crippling fertiliser costs which are burying local farmers in debt due to mainly crazy green policies. The average fertiliser price a year ago, Minister's, were at a costly high of 300 per tonne. Today's prices have skyrocketed with Ken fertiliser costing Irish farmers more than 600 per tonne and urea more than 900 per tonne. Consequently, for a typical mid-sized farmer, feeding 120 tonnes of ration and using 30 tonnes of fertiliser per year, the rise in input costs will add 23,400 in additional costs. The main driver for increased fertiliser costs in Europe is a record natural gas prices uh, due to the government's uh, agenda to decarbonise electricity generation. Just a few weeks ago, at the Oireachtas Agricultural Committee meeting, I challenged Mr Fabian Santini, the EU Commissioner of Agriculture, on the origins and the response to the crisis. Mr Santini's reply was that each member state government has given the latitude to provide unique farmer support through relaxations and state aid uh, framework. This mechanism is currently only available until 2022. And Minister, I can't understand for the life of us why this government has used this mechanism that's there that Mr Santini told us that's there. So I appreciate maybe you would answer that. Minister, look, this is going to affect every man, woman and child in the state. You might say how. Because the farmer can't uh, buy the fertiliser. Thankfully, credit unions are stepping in to give loans as the banks aren't lending. And you're standing idly by. We've been told by the Agricultural Commissioner that... And, uh, members of governments can make decisions to intervene here and try and lessen the price. How come in Sweden they have dropped the price of fuel back to 2018 levels? We have to do something with the cost of fertiliser because it's adding on uh, pressures across the line to the food chain and to the housewife and to mum's purse on Friday evening. Minister, I, I, I raised this back in November. Uh, and, and tis now the end of February and tis the time when farmers need to spread their fertiliser. Just take one product alone. Uri was 3 30 tonne this time last year. Now it is 9 30 tonne. That's the, the gospel truth, Minister. And if farmers can't, uh, you know, w- w- work without getting some bit of a profit, 
and at, at this rate of going, they won't survive, but they, they'll have to pass on their costs to the consumer, and they're wondering about inflation. And, and, and what's causing it? Uh, this is one of the things. So, Minister, I'm asking you to do two things. I'm asking you to forego the levy that you're charging and the tariff that you're imposing on outside countries, outside of the EU, uh, that's been charged of them to the amount of 50 euros a ton. There's one other issue. I'm asking you to subsidise the fertiliser at this point in time. I seriously am. Because it will mean a difference to the housewives, it will mean a difference to the farmers, it will mean a difference to everyone if you do that. The very significant rise in fertiliser prices in the last year, and particularly in recent months, is particularly concerning, and my department is closely monitoring the situation. While there are a number of factors at play in the market, there is no sign of fertiliser prices easing in the short to medium term. There are no fertilisers manufactured in Ireland. Rather, fertiliser companies blend a number of imported fertiliser products into different compositions suitable for agricultural use in Ireland. Indigenous fertiliser companies are dependent on global supply and demand and subject to euro exchange rates against the US dollar and other currencies on the price they pay for fertiliser. The well-publicised rise in gas prices, which is a key input in nitrogen fertiliser production, has contributed significantly. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. ...to the upward trend in fertilizer prices. Furthermore, an exasperating factor is an increased demand for fertilizer from large grain-producing countries, which is being fueled by strong global grain markets. This increased global demand has impacted on supplies and added to upward pressure on prices. Therefore, it is clear that there have been a confluence of issues over the past 12 months or so, all having an upward effect on global fertilizer prices. Energy prices remain well above January 2021 levels and transport costs have also added to the price increases. Chagas has put together a comprehensive information pack for farmers and their advisors through a compendium of 20 fact sheets to optimise the use of plant nutrients and to help farmers address the challenge of maintaining their 
farm outputs in the face of rising fertiliser costs and reduced availability. Chagas are working with farmers through the Soils, Nutrients and Fertiliser campaign to help them adapt to the current fertiliser market and to support them to make informed decisions on what's best for their farms. This is a strategy that can ease the price pressure on farmers and it is a strategy that will be good for the environment and good for farmers' pockets. With fertiliser prices constituting such a high portion of a farmer's expenditure, I, we are aware that the impact of continued high fertiliser prices will have a negative effect on farmers' businesses. Our, Ireland, unfortunately, will remain a fertiliser price taker in this regard. Farm Talk on C103. West Cork IFA will hold a sheep meeting on Tuesday 22nd of February in Ovan Falls in Ballylickey, Bantry, 8.30pm. Speakers, IFA National Sheep Chair Kevin Comiskey, IFA National Hill Farming Chair Colleen Keneally, IFA Senior Sheep Executive Tomás Burke, Chagas Reps Michael Goldstein and Stephen O'Sullivan. Topics will include sheep markets, cap, sheep nutrition, vet meds and dog control. Tuesday, 22nd of February, Ovan Falls in Ballylickey, 8.30pm. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Well, next, some landowners want the Minister for Heritage, Malcolm Noonan, to extend the burning season, gorse for example, into the month of March. So what is the legal situation at the moment regarding burning land after the last day of February in any year? John O'Connor is with me to discuss this. Well, you risk prosecution. Such land is not eligible for payment under the BPS Basic Payment Scheme. And what happens if you unwittingly or willfully include land burn during the close season, 1st of March to 31st of August? If you enter illegally burnt land on your BPS payment application form, then the BPS payment may be reduced and other penalties under BPS and area-based schemes such as ANC's Areas of Natural Constraint Scheme may be affected Illegal burning can also render the land of your neighbours ineligible for payment. And where it's identified that lands were burnt during the closed season, 1st of March to 31st of August inclusive, this may result in such land being inspected by department officials. Individuals who are found to have burnt vegetation within that prohibited period are liable to prosecution by Angorda Shikona or by the National Parks and Wildlife Service, NPWS. Interestingly, the Department of Agriculture has no role in regard to prosecutions. And quite apart from the threat to wildlife, nesting birds, etc., are there practical reasons for the closed season on burning? Upland vegetation can be highly flammable in spring weather conditions in Ireland until new green vegetation emerges in late spring and early summer. And John, which law says you can't burn gorse or set fire to vegetation on your land during the closed season for burning? Under Section 40 of the Wildlife Act 1976, amended by Section 46 of the Wildlife Act 2000. It's an offence under the Act and amended Act in any year to burn any vegetation growing on any land not then cultivated. And you mentioned potential damage to wildlife in passing earlier in our conversation. So how would this occur? This would occur in spring and early summer when it's prime season for nesting birds, for breeding mammals and of course for the regeneration of growth and habitats after the winter period. The National Parks and Wildlife Service will be employing electronic and other surveillance equipment in the vicinity of national parks and reserves. Of course, our uplands, valleys and woods, quite apart from coasts, are an immediate for the public if used responsibly. 
So farmers and the wider public should be mindful of the potential damage caused by burning, presumably. Certainly, and as we are hopefully coming out of the COVID pandemic, the emergency services should not be burdened by call-outs to forest fires. If you see a forest fire or suspicious activity, then what should you do? Phone 112 or 999. The department asks... All countryside users to be vigilant, to report any suspicious activity to Angarda Shakona and to report any uncontrolled or unattended fires immediately to the fire and emergency services via 999 or 112. Most people may find it easier to remember the 999 traditional emergency number. There are some informative websites available which cover the difference in cultural attitudes to burning off of land in various parts of the globe. Thanks, John. Adrian O'Callaghan, Dairy Advisor Tagusk Mallow, joins us again on the programme. Our topic is on grazing. Today we're discussing what the grazing plan should be now on dairy farms. The value of grass in the spring, look, we're valuing it at probably, we always value it around 16 cent a kg of dry matter, but with the cost of uh, um, other feeds like uh, meal going up, it's probably worth at least uh, 20 cents a kg of dry matter spring grasses. So to keep that in mind, when because... I suppose uh, meal that you 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 buy um, compound ration is probably costing up on thirty five cents a kg of dry matter at the moment. So I suppose the key is to get as much grass into the the cow's diet as we can. I suppose because the more silage we let cows eat this spring, that silage will have to be replaced. Um, and the silage that was made in twenty twenty one probably costs us about seventeen cents a kg. But the silage that we're going to make in twenty two due to the increase in fertilizer costs is probably going to cost us up on 26 to 30 cents a kg so i suppose the more that we can spare the better and the, and the more grass we can uh, put into a cow's diet in the spring the more silage we're going to save for next winter um so look overall we have put a value on grass as two euro 70 per cow per day um, that's mainly coming from about 20% of that two euro 70 is coming from the saving in as I said already costs meal silage but the big one is is the extra performance the cow will do higher yield higher protein percent higher fat percent losing less body condition I suppose just an overall improvement in health so to keep that in mind the grass situation on farms is good um, on Pasture Base Ireland this uh, this week uh, the average farm cover was 932 so really anywhere between 900 and 1000 we say there's sufficient grass on the farm to fully feed the cow um, for the whole of the spring the growth was around 7 kgs and the predicted growth for the coming week is, is somewhere around 12 so we're getting good growth rates of, uh, as well as having a sufficient supply of grass and farm due to the mild winter. The targets, I suppose, just to remind people, we want a third of the milking platform um, to be grazed by the 1st of March and two-thirds by Patrick's Day. So I suppose, look, we're halfway to having um, the, the first third grazed and I suppose people just need to evaluate are they, are they on target. And it's important to hit the third by the 1st of March because that's the, gra- the grass you're going to graze in the first 10 days of April and that, and that can be a, a kind of a tight time on, 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 on the majority of farms so it's important to, to hit the target of a third. Currently I suppose we're after getting 60 mils of rain in February so it's making grazing a small bit more challenging and I suppose people they're so busy and when grazing becomes challenging it's probably easier to leave the cows in, in the shed than to let them out so we'd still encourage people to let them out um, but because of the difficult grazing conditions, we have to we have to change tack a small bit um, on off grazing, 
uh, and the key to on off grazing and, and, and let him out for three hours, uh, two lots of three hours is, is the milking time. So encouraging people to milk them around three o'clock in the afternoon so that they can go back out for three hours. You bring them back in, in around six or seven o'clock. They go into the cubicle shed and they lie down. You go into the house and, and, and you sit down and take a rest and, and, and the job is done. That's milking times. We need to be also focusing in difficult grazing conditions into the, the drier areas of the farm and using spurred roadways to get in and off the paddocks without causing damage. A reminder, I suppose, every 3 kg of grass we can get into cows, we're going to get an extra litre of milk. And with, with milk price at a high, uh, every extra litre we can get uh, is important. So look, grazing may be becoming a challenge because of the wet weather but maybe people need to be focused on getting the first third graze by the first of march and implementing the few things i said uh, uh during the difficult grazing conditions so that they can still get cows out the eradication of bovine tb within the shortest feasible time frames must be the objectives of the tb strategy launched by the minister for agriculture food and the marine charlie mcconnellug IFA Animal Health Chair TJ Marr said the strategy launched by the Minister did indicate better farmer involvement in the decision-making process. Mr Marr said that the most effective tool we have at our disposal to reduce the levels of TB and ultimately achieve eradication is the Wildlife Control Programme. This programme, he said, had been severely hampered in the past due to lack of resources provided for it. TJ Marr suggested that a sustainable funding model for the programme needed to be agreed and this model would have to recognise the full level of farmers' contributions currently and would have to involve all stakeholders who benefit from farmers' implementation of the TB eradication programme. Maintaining access to our export markets and the value-added chain for our produce that's only possible because of the facilitation of the TB programme on our farms benefits all stakeholders in the agri-sector and broader economy. All of these beneficiaries must contribute to the funding of the programme. The IFA Animal Health Committee chair said his organisation was actively involved in the TB forum process with a clearly outlined objective of eradicating TB from the national herd while minimising the impact of controls and associated losses on farms during this process. Part of the address there by the IFA Animal Health Chair, Mr TJ Marr, to the Joint Eurocratus Committee on Eradication of TB, held on Wednesday 16th of February 2022. Jarrod O'Connor for Farm Talk. Farm Talk on C103. The IFA will be meeting with the Assistant Commissioner of Angarda Shirkona, Ms Paula Hillman, to discuss what measures can be taken to make communities safer, particularly in rural communities. IFA Deputy President said recent attacks on elderly people in rural communities were very concerning. Mr Rush said whatever resources are needed to assist the Gardaí in their work would have to be made available. He said the IFA would be encouraging the farming community to provide whatever help they could in supporting the work of the Gardaí. Apprehending those responsible required a coordinated response, Mr Rush suggested. Brian Rush said the victims of these attacks were targeted by gangs and subjected to horrific assaults. Nobody, he said, should feel under threat in their own home. The communities of these victims, Mr Rush said, now felt vulnerable and unsafe because of the attacks. He said the IFA would be working with the Assistant Commissioner of the Gardaí, Ms Paula Hillman, to develop community policing that would give a greater sense of security 
to those living in rural areas. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. And that brings us on to a feature in this week's Irish Farmers Journal under the heading Open Gates, an invitation into your yard. Gather crime prevention officers around the country have contributed to the report in an effort to keep rural crime away from your door. And joining me to discuss this is Amy Ford, Acting News Editor, Irish Farmers Journal. Rural crime um, in the last number of weeks, which you know attacks on elderly people around the country. Um, so we went around the country and chatted to a couple of crime prevention officers, um, and their key advice is to deter, deny, and delay. That's the advice Gardaí are giving people living in rural areas to help combat crime. They've said that if you've dogs, if you've a sensor light alarm, CCTV video doorbell systems and even parking the car at the front of your house and keeping your gates closed can deter burglars entering your property. So I suppose the, the cheapest ones out of that are parking the car at the front of the house and keeping the gates closed so that you're not inviting anyone into your yard or in, into your home. What's the thinking, Amy, behind this deter, deny, delay? Yeah, so if anything you can do to, de- to deter a criminal coming onto your property, coming into your home, uh, denying them. If you can, if the doorbell rings, you know you're you're not under any obligation to open that door. If you're not sure who's at the door, if you're not sure if anyone's calling, uh, talk to them through the window. Don't let them in the house. Uh, if obviously if you don't know who they are, so that's the deny, and then delay them if you can at all. You know you don't need to answer the door if you are suspicious at all. If you're living by yourself, ring someone that you know. Report any crimes uh, to nine 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 if someone is in your house. Uh, ring the guards uh, straight away and re- report any suspicious activity. And of course, closing gates, it's as simple as that, or maybe just having an alarm installed in your house, it will help. To, to deter anyone to coming into your house is, is the thing. If the gates are closed, you know, the gates are closed. If someone comes onto your property without your permission, they're trespassing. Um, get into the habit of closing the gate and open gate as an invitation to your yard. That's what the Crime Prevention Officer in Galway said. Again, talk out the window and identify who the person is first before letting them into your house if you even need to leave them in. And I suppose there's other things like leaving a light on in an upstairs bedroom or, or getting a television sim- simulation that gives the impression that someone's actually watching television in another room if you're living alone if you're living alone. And I suppose the sign of occupancy is the greatest deterrent one one guard the crime prevention officer said. Living rurally, a lot of people will see activity. Sometimes they may not consider it to be suspicious. It oft times is so reporting any activity that you see, if you have a concern, I'm sure the guards would be glad to hear from you in most instances. If you have a legitimate concerned that you know you're seeing something that's unusual happen in your village you know report it if, it's, if you're very suspicious about it or you're worried about it obviously report it to the Gardaí and if it results in something you know that the Gardaí can deal with then you've, you've done something right but if you are suspicious just ring 999. And the other one of course is the bogus callers so people should be aware of this as well. Yeah and we've seen that oftentimes in terms of bogus callers they might be looking to check uh, to inspect counterfeit money is something that one Garda has said you know they might be looking um, they might be posing as a different, you know, posing as someone from revenue or, or different bodies, shall we say, state bodies, and then pressure you into opening your door and letting them into your home. Um, bogus callers, be aware of them. Um, Gardy, you're saying, you know, just to be aware of them, basically, that, uh, again, once you open that door, that's your first line of defence gone. Um, so just to be aware of, of bogus callers. It's all on page 20 in this week's Irish Farmers Journal, and I don't think this is something that's um, going to go away for a time. Look, while the longer evenings are slowly coming about, thank God, um, there could be some advice in there that will benefit you when things turn again towards the autumn and into next winter. Now that's Amy for the Acting News Editor, Irish Farmers Journal. 
In Mockra News, Caper semi-finals will take place across two venues tonight. In Aero Oak Hall, Glenmire, Ballancolic, Bantir, Barry Row and Dunamore will perform. And in St. James Hall in Athboy, Callan of Kilkenny, Athboy of Meath, Mount Melick of Leash and North Kilkenny will perform. Three teams will go through from each of the semi-finals to the national final to be held on the 5th of March in Capaquin Community Centre in County Waterford. And the best of luck to all involved. The new environment scheme proposes that up to 20,000 Irish farmers in eight areas of the country which have been identified as having particular environmental characteristics and have been identified on department maps would receive a payment of up to €10,500 with an average payment of €7,400. It's proposed that farmers in these eight areas would participate in the new scheme through Cooperative Project Team, CP Teams. The remaining 30,000 farmers would participate in a general option and would receive a maximum payment of about €7,300 with an average payment of about €5,000. The IFA Rural Development Chairman Michael Biggin said the higher payment rates proposed for the new scheme must be available to all farmers who participate. Michael Biggin said the payment rate of €10,500 per farmer must not be limited to the 20,000 farmers in the cooperative CP areas identified by the Department of the Map and it could not include non-productive investments required as part of the scheme. Michael Biggin said the IFA welcomes that prescription-based measures offer a large list of options as had been requested by his organisation. However, he said it's critical it would recognise existing features and continue to enhance earlier schemes. Results-based measures could have a major negative impact on payments, he pointed out, but they must be realistic, suitable for the relevant sectors and provide for simple scoring which is easily defined. They must also be practical and achievable. Mr Biggins noted the proposal was to open the scheme over a number of crunches and it's proposed to limit the number of farmers participating in the scheme to 50,000. He said this will not meet demand based on current numbers participating in GOSS and the number who applied for REAP. Meanwhile, IFA Hill Committee Chair Colleen Keneally said the cooperative project option must not be forced on farmers. They must be given the option to choose to participate in either approach and it's unacceptable to set a maximum payment rate of €10,500, which includes non-productive investments. Funding for the local project team involved in the running of the CP option, part of the scheme, must not come from CAP, and leakage of funds cannot be allowed. Michael Biggins said for the Minister to honour the Programme for Government commitment of a REPS-type scheme, the Minister must ensure the budget for the scheme is adequate, and to ensure a payment of €10,500 would be available to all farmers in both the general and the cooperative options. This scheme, he said, must be open to all farmers who wish to participate. Meaning that the higher payment rates proposed for the new Agri-Environment and Climate Measure, AECM scheme, in the CAP Strategic Plan must be available to all farmers who participate. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. And thanks to John for co-producing and contributing to the Farm Talk programme again this week. I'm Barry O'Mahony. Thank you for listening. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.